Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you want to start off today. You know I got, you know I got drawn. Like, <laughs> but hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all, what's up? You sis, we doubled up on y'all niggas today. It's four of us. It's a round table, the motherfucker. Hey, who the cool tech? I'm your girl, Bear, for another episode of To Each His Own Podcast, and this Father's Day, bitch, bitch. And y'all see, we got a couple of dads. Today, so it's gonna be a lit one. Yeah, okay. Today, I am one of your lovely hosts. I told y'all I'm Chrissy, bitch. <laughs> and I am Sunkiss Chalk, and together we are Sage's Own. And we are joined by the wonderful, wonderful host of More Than, Than a Dad, Dad Podcast. Podcast today. Give some new yeah. <laughs> First of all, we just hype and shit. <laughs> Go on, hype. Come on, hype, Mrs. Williams. So introduce yourself. I don't know who wants to start first or whatever. Just tell me who you are. I'm going to kick it how y'all normally kick it. Yeah. Well, I'm Lou Mobley. I'm Drake Moore. And we more than a dad podcast. Hey, period. Hey, and can I just ask each of you gentlemen, how long have each of you been fathers? <laughs> I've been a dad for 13 years. Ooh, professional. My oldest son is 13. Uh, three kids all together. Okay. Uh, my daughter would be 12. In September, my youngest son is four. He'll be five in July. Oh, well, I love that age. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been a dad for four years. My son will be four July 8th, and my daughter will be one on Wednesday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You had a pandemic, baby. Yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> They're a little different. <laughs> I, I heard. Yo, they, I heard. they really are, though. I, I heard. That's what the memory day. I heard. What is the difference between a pandemic baby and can I just say one thing before you say anything? Oh, yeah. I'm not a parent, I'm but I work with kids. I'm going to say the social emotional development is very fucking different. Mm. Go ahead. Um, my experience is that I've been working from home for like three years. Gotcha. So, like, your hands on parentness is a little, little higher. So, she's developing a lot faster. I mean, and she's the second child, so she's developing because. What we teaching her, what she's also watching her her brother. Absolutely. And being home for this time is like way different than like six weeks you send your kid to daycare and you go to work. You know, so that's a that's a whole different aspect. Like I like I worked with my daughter on my lap for eight months before I put her in daycare. I just want to cry. <laughs> that is so cute. That is so fucking precious. I'm only I'm, it's so cute because I remember I'm like, I used to sleep with my dad mm-hmm. like on his chest when he came home from work. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that like. Oh, yeah. Again, y'all don't hear with daddy's girls, so. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> me and my dad was cutting up last night, too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> calling me Tim Jr. Oh, my God. Like, I really love that. And and to add to that, like, let me just say, being a dad and, 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 and having that experience, I feel like it really kind of, like, brought you know, everybody more so like, all right, down to earth, like, all right, listen, nigga, we were in the, we had, we in the house for real. Like, we have to face these motherfuckers all day. <laughs> like, we ain't even got to, so you got to work and you got to be a parent. So it's just like, all right, now, um, can't be crying when I'm on this conference call. <laughs> like, so yeah. I know how many kids crying yeah. I heard on conference call in the last two oh, years. Oh, hell yeah. First of oh, all, hold on, I got to get my child. You, I understand. I, well, I don't, but 
you got it. Yeah, <laughs> knocking the damn zoom all to the left, it just be like, yo. <laughs> and I don't know how y'all do it, but I take my heads off. It's definitely an adjustment, and I want to, and I just want to say, first of all, happy Father's Day, yes. because this is dropping on Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to everyone out there who is an active, a present father who is putting their best foot forward and taking fatherhood very seriously, and I'm going to let you motherfuckers know, first of all, I put a status up this morning on Facebook, and I told you motherfuckers, I'm not playing. This year, we are not taking no shit. We are here to celebrate those who are present. Don't you come on Facebook, Instagram, none of these SMs, none of these, none of this shit, which all bullshit. <laughs> we are here to celebrate, okay? Fuck the niggas that ain't here. It. Celebrate the niggas who in here. Bar. How about that? Bars. Give it up for the sorry. I just, had, I just had to do that. <laughs> Period. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, so we can we can appreciate y'all. So we're gonna jump into some some what's going on, some topics that's going on in the streets right now outside of Father's Day, get into a little summer icebreaker, and we're gonna get y'all nice and acquainted with our audience with some topics and some questions. <laughs> All right. You ready, chat? Yes. I what's am. the what's the the first what's going on for So coming up this week we got Philly Cigar Week. My dad is a big fan of it. Last yeah, night I was first? I was guard dogging. No. I was guard dogging his okay. cigar last night because he was like smoking the shit out the zone. I like being in the atmosphere, although it kinda gives me a migrant a little bit kinda like hookah. Not Girl. as bad as hookah does, but I guess I, I guess if you do it right, it's not as bad. No. But it's a good in the air it's a good thick. chill. It, it do be thick, Ooh. but as far as the guys and the kind of the the, the demeanor, yeah, the atmosphere, it's real chill. Cause that that whole cigars on ice vibe is, it's I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's me. me. Yeah, it's it. It's just the ambiance. Like, it's it. Shout out to Cigar Code, by the way. That's my man. That's what I did this week. That's my man's in the <laughs> <laughs> real shit. And uh, like. So my dad's always been like an avid cigar smoker, like many fathers say, like I know his favorite cigar shops. I go there, I'll get him a couple cigars. I'm probably gonna go get him some more. That's his that's his favorite thing. I think it's a classy thing. It's 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 you know, not everybody's thing, but I like it, the ambiance, whatever. Um, I feel like um actually for his 16th birthday, that was one of his centerpieces. So I did cigar boxes. And I That's did lemongrass plants, and I had fret, like cigars sitting in the like my my fucking centerpieces is off the hook. He needless to say, as an avid cigar smoker, someone who appreciates smoke, he likes it. <laughs> so um, yes, so so for that, and it's also Men's Mental Health Month. Yes, so it is. we want to you know peer into that and see. We just want to check in with y'all. How are y'all doing yeah. mentally yes. as men in today's society? Society and what's who wants to go first? I think I feel like you want to go first. Drake <laughs> 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 <Dre> was like, Drake was like, heavy. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to just um you always gotta like present yourself in a certain way. Yes. So like I'm gonna give you like a small it's not a small example. So my dad passed last year. Um no, it's cool. Happy Father's Day, OJ. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. But like so like going through that whole process, like I ain't, I didn't have no time to grieve. Like my mom was dealing with what she was dealing with. They've been married for thirty years. Damn, so like life. she spent her whole life, you know, with him. Like that's her partner. So like she going through what she going through. My kids going through what they going through. Mm -hmm. And like everybody around me is just they in, right. They in a, they in a, like they in a panic essentially. Like they don't really know the left from right. Like it was crazy. So now mind you, we way removed from that now. But even like now to like this day, like I had to have a conversation with my son 
my oldest son about it because like he was crying to his mom about it but he never said nothing to me about it like, we never had a conversation about it um and it was just like well why you ain't saying nothing to me he like oh well like, i didn't want to like make you upset he like i didn't want to make you sad so he was holding it in like i ain't know if i could talk to you but i'm like man i've been being strong for everybody like of course i'm gonna be your outlet if you need to get it off but it just made me think about like how we condition as men Mm, from an early age like yeah. he was putting his feelings on the back burner around me and tiptoeing around me mm. because he didn't want to upset me and that's something that we do every day when we got a problem it got to go to the back burner and you got like we were spoken this before you got to handle everybody else's problem before, before you get to yours and then it's a lot of times you don't even get to yours mm. like your self-care got to be something totally different like i'm i do therapy like that helps like <laughs> it's a, it's a no, because yeah. as, oh, in our nine to fives, we, we champion that because that's something good, and we don't want people to think that they are stigmatized because of that. Because I feel like not that it's not to say that it doesn't work for it, it works for everyone, but and that in conjunction with other things can be a very helpful tool. So thank you for right. acknowledging. Yeah, that. and just this is a man like having that outlet where like I could get this up off me and put it on somebody else without right. having to worry about somebody judgment. else's problem judgment mm-hmm. or somebody else's problem because like even if you bring it to your lady. She got her own stuff she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a different interaction where you could just be vulnerable and open up in your own That's and it. not have to, you know, like worry about somebody else's problem. Because even if like you go like you got to think like if I'm say I'm maintaining the majority of the stuff in the household, I'm paying most of the bills, I'm doing all of this. If it's getting tight, I'm frustrated with something trying to figure out how I'm going to get some more money. If I put that on her, it's just going to add more stress. Now she's stressed. Too. Now I got to come back, get stressed, and I'm trying to figure this out on my own. So you need that outside entity that's just unbiased where you could get some of these things up off you. So Absolutely. it's definitely important. That's a very good perspective. I appreciate it that outlook. It really is. Which, you got anything to add, Lou? Yeah, I do, actually. Come on, Lou. Come on through, Lou. <laughs> All right. So we previously had an episode, I think it was like around the topic of like just the pressure of men and men. So I think it's very similar. And I would just say that it's heavy to like lead a household. Like it's super heavy like to... I'm going to move us here. I'm going to put my kids in this school district. We're going to raise them with this type of morals. And like the pressure, am I right or wrong? Because if I'm wrong, I screw up their whole life. Can I ask you a question? What's up? You think parents can come with a, a, a instruction manual? No, I don't. And me as not being a non-mother, <laughs> I realize that. So I really respect the fact that you were man enough to even say that. Because I don't think a, enough men say that out loud in that kind of way. Where it's like... Not where you're trying to blame the woman for like being like the like neck instead of the head, right. because that's how I look at it. Because without no neck, you can't turn no motherfucking where these muscles is essential. <laughs> so um, yeah, the neck do a lot of more things than just that. Oh, so yeah, um, I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to put it into perspective. So I appreciate that perspective. But go ahead and expand. I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I'm so sorry. But like for you're example, right. like I grew up in South Philly. Okay. I'm I'm raising my kids in the suburbs now. Like, okay. One of I said was my environment was like extremely hostile, violent. You know what I mean? It was a traditional inner city neighborhood. My kids are not gonna grow up with them same battles. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I was equipped with to get out of my environment, they won't even need. Mm-hmm. You know, like I look like everybody else that's around me. My kids growing up in the area where they stick out. They might be one or two black kids in a in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And you do know? you think that always beneficial? No, I don't think it's always beneficial. But me and Dre talk all the time about we guys got to give our kids better odds. Absolutely. So we got we to put our kids in the best situation with resources. 
So it's not always we got to lean towards, we got to be around this type of nonsense because that's familiar to me. It's not always what's best. You know what I mean? Like even like the school, some of the schooling have a lot more uh, support and stuff that than like a softly high or a Bach or something would have had, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I just feel like as a parent, you got to start thinking like that. You got to think about the future. Yep. And as a man, I'd be like, man, am I doing the right thing? Because all it takes is my son to get stopped by a cop in a group of he the only black kid out everybody else that can like give him a type of trauma that I don't even know how to coach him through. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think about stuff like that. My daughter, you know, my wife is uh, Haitian, so she real into like natural hair. Like if my daughter get teased in school for having curly hair and she ain't pressing her jaw out all the time, like I'm gonna feel a type of way about that. But that's a whole different type of environment. It's different than the environment I came up in. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be honest as a parent and be vulnerable. Like the decisions you make, there's a lot of pressures in the decisions you make. You know what I mean? So that's just my take on that. That's one of the scariest things about being parenting. And I think that's the reason why we, and and honestly, and people take it as if we are like, oh, we're celebrating the fact that we don't have children. No, we realize, we because me and you are the oldest of a tribe. I think we take into account what it really takes because we've seen our mothers as single mothers and, you know, your mother was married. For you know, a lot, a portion well, of your life, a lot of marriage, divorce, being sick, all being that shit. It's a lot, and it's like you don't see them, you don't see them buckle down, mm-hmm. like not in a sense, like oh my god, like life is just taking me there. Like no, they rose to the fucking occasion, so it was like damn, I still gotta go through all this shit and be a mom at the end of the day, bitch. When I come home, I take it off my bra. Fuck y'all, I ain't cooking <laughs> shit. What you talking about? These slides is coming off. And I'm going to get the fuck on the couch and I'm going to be like this. Yeah, we're like, like, people are so offended when, they be, when we go from the, the parenting to the choice thing. But it, 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 it really is. is. Like, you can find out that you have a child coming into this world and make the decision to say, okay, we're going to go forth through it. But it's people who find out there and decide not to. Hey, that's the last choice. choice. I call it the the, the, the before, the, the you you go into it knowing that, all right, I'm taking the chance here. Like, right, that's that's the is this a person right. that I well, would hold in high regard when I'm thinking about picking a parent for my child, because essentially that's what sex is for, to reproduce. So we have to be real about that. And I don't think people take that into account either. And I think that's really, when it comes to co-parenting, that's why people bump heads so much. And even to get back into the topics and talk about like, y'all just answered our first question like shit. Mm-hmm. So we were really gonna ask you guys like, how is, like the way you raise your kids, how does that compare to how you were raised and what do you want for your kids and what do you aspire to bring to their lives as a parent and like, that whole perception, like, what are you trying to change? I feel like we the cheat code, only because <laughs> my thanks. fucking nigga. I feel like we, I feel like we the cheat code because, like, in the hood growing up, like, I was one of so many friends that had two parents in the, in the house. There you go. You know what I mean? So yeah. and I, and I was raised with older parents. Like my dad had me at sixty three years old. Yeah, I, 
Ah. He's sick my mom ain't get rid of me, dog. <laughs> 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 but he loved you, baby. He loved you. Yeah, he was sick about that. Yo, and I was sick when my dad had my brother. My dad was only in his early 40s, so I really thought my dad was I thought old. my mom was tripping at 33 when she had my baby brother. Because I, I told her she was bitch. too old. Y'all talking about 63, 50 was. My mom was 38. I was just talking shit. My mom was 38 and my dad was 63. That's crazy. My mom was 24. My dad was 51. She was 54. No, she really was. She really was. That's her. She do the older crowd, but it's all right, you know. Um, dog. What's the question? What's the question? I'm sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> the question was your parenting, your parenting. So how is it, like, how is it different from what you grew up? So how how, how is your household? What are you doing differently with your parenting style to make sure that your kid is, like, thriving? Yeah, we were saying y'all had that's, that's basically what I was saying. Already, like, unconsciously. Yeah. yeah so think about how you were raised versus what you do consciously to make sure that these things aren't instilled your child on an accident. Like, oh, shit, I don't want them to think this, so let me just... Like maneuver this shit this way, because honestly, one of the biggest taboo things that parents don't like to talk about is sex. And I can tell you right now, I had a conversation with a coworker that scared the shit out of me. Because as a woman, I feel like you should definitely be out here telling your daughters what they should and should not do. You can't rely on another motherfucker to tell your child how to conduct themselves in different positions. I'm never comfortable with me going to the doctors and telling them, "Oh yeah, you're my pediatrician. Just tell my daughter about sex and about her." Bitch, what? No, you. She don't know about. The, she know about the streets you be in. Nine times out of ten, she gonna probably be. No, you know, you know what I'm saying. Wherever y'all live at, she gonna be diving into that cesspool of people. You know, the dating pool got pee in it a little bit, so you gotta be oh, careful. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I be turned. No, I mean from, from a parent perspective, like I think, like I was raised right, right. So my That's dad it. was retired. I didn't have my dad divided from work and entrepreneur. I got my dad from mm. 22 years. I got it. Yeah, like. I didn't, I, I, didn't love do, that. I didn't do daycare and like, you know, stuff like that. He he watched me, right? And my mom was a working woman. She went, she actually worked not that far from around here, at for Market. She worked at Airmark. Gotcha. 46 years or something crazy. So my 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 growing growing up, my dynamic was always like my dad like was hand, super hands-on. He volunteered to school, took us on field trips. Like he was like, like everybody else's mom was doing that in class. That was my dad. You know what I mean? He was coming in and teaching like flirting with him. Can you cross the turkey, Mr. Lewis? Not flirting with him. My mom had to come in and like come in and like kinda of press some Excuse people me. Yeah. You're like, that's yeah. my that's the my husband, bitch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but I seen him like fix a bunch of stuff, like cars, house, like he was like fixing up the house. Like he, you could tell like he was like a skilled dude. Resourceful man. Yeah, and he only had like a tenth grade, ninth grade education. That was my grandmother. Myself, you know what I mean? So and then, then my mom was the other side. My mom was like the school and like, yo, boy, you don't want to be average. You don't want to be these bulls on the corner. Like she was doing my, helping me do my, my schoolwork and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you see me on Instagram and we be teaching the kids, I get that educational side from my mom. I get the work ethic and stuff from my dad. You know what I mean? So that's why. And, and the only things I want to do different is just expose my kids to more earlier. You know, my mom, Absolutely. they still had like, you know, financial constraints on like what they could put us in and stuff like that. And I don't have them same constraints as a as a parent. Absolutely. You know, my kid is in, my son is in swimming, performing arts, he's in a math teaching class, you know what I mean? It's like my son not even four yet. That's what's up. Period. You know That's what I mean? So, oh my God. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I'm just over here like, uh. I, just, I just love to see I just love to see, you know, black men specifically just not I hate I'm not going to say hate because hate is such a strong feeling. But I just like when people get to a certain age, especially in the black culture, we tend to do this. We we become 18 and we have this 
this expectancy. Oh, mm-hmm. well, what's life supposed to happen next? We're so used to having our parents and teaching us things and trying to instill things. We become mm-hmm. 18 and feel like the world owes us something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the worst issues with this current Generation Z, X, whatever the hell letter it is. I feel like that's one of the worst concerns with this generation. They had this expectancy. Like, they, they, they felt like the world owes them something and y'all don't know shit. Like, y'all don't know shit and y'all feel like somebody owes y'all something and y'all don't take the initiative to want to get up and want to build and go out there after your own and say, okay, I'm going to take from what I know and move forward and try to get a little bit more. And it just, it saddens me to see that. And I'm like, I can, I'm glad to see that that's exactly what you took and what you got from that. And you can build another generation on top of what you learned. Come on, sis. Come on, uh, sis. I, I have a, a dying question. I Please, Please ask. We love when you talk. Um, so <laughs> in Philly, right? Um, and I don't know about other places specifically, but in Philly, a lot of people have a very closed-minded attitude towards things. That's a fact. That, which builds a culture on how generations perceive other things. Mm-hmm. So there's this closed-minded attitude of, you know, I'm not going to have any kids or just like... Um, you know, just the way that we may treat uh, a lot of our men may treat women wrong due to the fact that they haven't learned it due to the fact that they don't have a dad. Right? Or and vice versa. Yeah. Right. And do you think that being a father has made you look at certain things differently due to the fact of like you having you actually being a dad? Right. Present. Because uh, mm-hmm. me growing up, I'm not going to lie, like. My mom told me at an early age, like, I was um, not planned to be had. And I think because of that, I've always been in my head of, I'm not going to have any kids. But it's more due to the the fact that I was not planned. And it was something that I had to learn and figure out. So, I don't know. It was It's more a question, like, for me, but it's also a question that, like, I felt like I needed to... Baby, can I let you in on something? Mm-hmm. My mom just said last night that my sister was the makeup baby. Okay, period. Mm-hmm. All right, we love her, no less. Right. <laughs> my other sister was just came out the blue. That's it. That's just what... Like, my dad was just having it his way, and that's just it. Yeah. I love you, daddy, and you know I'm you, part two. But anyway, <laughs> nigga was a rolling stone. And, and, nothing okay. makes a difference. and nothing makes a difference because let me tell you my, like my mom told this young man last night he said I got five mistakes my mom said let me stop you right there I don't know you young man she said but let me tell you something about these kids and let me tell you something about what God ordains he picks and chooses who he wants to be parents mm-hmm. and it's up to you to rise to the motherfucking occasion your, your child ain't no mistake and you need to treat them like you are their parent on purpose Yeah, and that's just it you gotta rise to the motherfucker if you gonna if you gonna get on the pot and piss or you gonna get the fuck off and that's just it. So don't ever think that you are a mistake because you are here, you are breathing, you are living right now. Get that head, get, get that yeah, message out your head. Go ahead. But even with that being said, like like it took me going away for school, like five hours away, Listen. to see other parents, to see how other people were living, mm-hmm. seeing the difference. Like you know, we live in row homes, everything touching. You get out there and there's mad acres of land. Mm-hmm. Like I drink that. <laughs> By going and leaving, I, I didn't. I took having daddy for granted a little bit in regards to like mm-hmm. I didn't think that was special. That's like my superpower today. Yeah, I, I a lot of like, niggas don't have it. I took it for granted. I'm going to school. I'm not realizing like there ain't no other dads dropping their kids off. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of moms, aunties, grandmas. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that that was a deciding factor because even having it, even having 
you know, I was a plant baby or whatever, it didn't change the trajectory. What happened was I, I, I seen something outside of my, my neighborhood. I, you know, it's people that don't, we got to be real. It's yeah, friends that's, that's, that's that people reality. travel and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, real yeah. shit. And I think that traveling is a yeah, big thing. Yeah, that's the Go reality of that Philly mentality. Yeah. Like, people don't know nothing besides this block. Yeah. So what you see is what you know. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, what you say, exposure equals expansion? Yeah, yeah. exposure, yeah, exposure right. equals expansion. So, like, what you see is going to dictate where you're going to go. If you know that it's bigger than this right here, then you're going to navigate to something, you know, more towards that. But, like, it don't really, like, I'm just going to keep it a bean since we here rapping. Like, you can't, I had to go to therapy to learn um, to be secure in myself Mm -hmm. with stuff, especially when it came to my parents. So, Mm. backstory between my parents, my dad and my, like, I didn't meet my biological mom until I was 16. I didn't even know she existed until I was 16. Like, I had a mom. That I, that I called mom that was with my dad from the entire time. They didn't tell me till I was 16. Wow. So in my mind, I already knew like my dad was old. He wasn't really trying to have no kids. That just mm-hmm. happened. My mom wasn't here. So it was like, damn, she didn't want me neither. So now it's like, dang, neither one of y'all really kind of want me. And like, I started to think like that. You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. carried it for a long time. I had to like, it took me till I probably was like 28 to uncover, to th- uncover it through therapy. But the whole time I was still navigating and going on. Like you, you gotta just work around whatever you feeling until you figure out how you can get beyond that. Because what what happened is if you let something like that cripple you and you don't push forward until you could get around it, then you're gonna end up in a bad situation. Because by the time you wake up and come up out of it, it's already too late. And don't let it deter you. Like if, 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 if your happiness in your life you think involves you being a father, I wouldn't just write that off. You know what I mean? Because of your personal experience, you might be the best parent out of all of us here. No, that's real shit. You know what I mean? Don't let it deter you. You know, if you think like marriage or having kids is a part of like where you look like happy for the rest of your life, then you go do that. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't hold on to like that trauma. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. hold on to that that mindset. You cannot grow that. Yeah, you just make sure you never make them kids feel how they made you feel. Mm-hmm. That, that's really, you know what I'm saying? You just take it and channel your energy into that. And you, you get positive results. It's the men speaking to the men for me. I'm sorry. I just had to have a moment. I'm crazy. <laughs> just like Anna said, like prior to the prior to the, the first topic, y'all went right into answering the next question we was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, they did. They really did. Y'all niggas the next question literally was when it comes to like co-parenting or that, that culture through a father that's how can you improve it? What kind of insight can you give new or expecting or frustrated fathers? And I put frustrated. Into. I literally just put frustrated yesterday because I'm like, it's a lot of niggas out here who not necessarily in a. You can't say it's a one thousand or one hundred percent bad place with their with the with the mother of their children, but they're not necessarily on. They're not seeing eye to eye when it comes to like getting that system and down. Sometimes pay. you know what I realized. I recently learned sometimes it's not even about how a, a parent, whether it be father or mother, but right now we're talking about this. It's not even about how they how they were treated or how they co-parent with the the opposite parent but sometimes it's about how they were treated as a kid right yeah Yeah. it's not even how they co it's not their co-parenting skills are not about the opposite person that they're co-parenting it's with. About they it's treated. about how they was how they came up mm-hmm. and their right. factors so, how they was treated from their mother right. their father we, what uh, their life was like we recently put up on on our instagram page five co-parenting tips mm-hmm. so one was constantly work on your communication with your co-parent Mm-hmm. And always had the tough conversations early. 
Mm. You know what I mean? So like you talking about like your logic on parenting, like do you believe in beating the kids or not? How you how, you know what I mean? Like them things you gotta what have early. Like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> number two was right. stick to a consistent schedule. So there's no confusion that we're not gonna be beefing over. There you go. Right. And then the third thing was like remove your ego and focus mm. on your parents. That should be first. Think about you know. Focus your energy strictly on your child. You know, not be worried about what your co-parent doing when it's not your time. Right. And then I always put that number five: no extracurricular activities. So if you don't play, uh-huh. if yeah, you don't play, don't get back together. Yeah, yeah. Y'all gotta stop smashing. That's real shit. You know. So uh-huh. that was our five. You had just asked something that I wanted. We just had an episode about um, the things that you grew up having. And the things you didn't have when you grew up affect the, the parent you want to be. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was something we actually recently talked about. Jane. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what we said. What, what we say about it? Um, no, it's okay because honestly, you see, you see that shit when it comes to celebrating major things. You see that shit when it comes to like Christmas. You see that shit when it comes to like birthdays, anything like that. Like they feel like they gotta overcompensate because this is what I didn't get. And honestly, speak, being as though we're sit, sitting here with more than a day right now, my father is one of the people that I know that like growing up. Like, the way he grew up, he never had a birthday party. So, for my father, when his birthday comes around, he's slutting. It's like, no, not slutting. Slutting. I'm, I'm just kidding. He is out here, like, just having a very good time. Like, he's going to book a vacation. He's going to fucking eat some good food. He's going to get some drinks. He's going to look good. He's going to smell good. He's going to feel good. He's going to be out here doing everything. You would think that a person would just go, like, oh, my God, go berserk. because they're not. No, but he really just thoroughly wants to enjoy himself. And I don't think that, like, sometimes when people come up that way, it's just like, well, damn, nobody celebrated me. So when I get older, I gotta overcompensate for that because I've never been just like celebrated for who I am on my special day. And more recently, I saw the opposite. Somebody who grew up the same way, never had a birthday party, who doesn't take the initiative to celebrate themselves or anybody else who's close to them. They don't take the initiative to to remember birthdays or remember important things. It happened the opposite for them. There you go. And I'm like, sometimes it could be taken as, as very careless or that you don't care, but Really, it's just effects from how you, you were brought up, up, how you were right. treated. Damn. But you got to think about it. It's so complicated because it's two of y'all, right? So right. it's your do's and your don'ts from both sides. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. what I had and what I didn't mm-hmm. have is going to make you a parent. Okay. And then you're going to do that same thing for the lady. Mm-hmm. What she had, what she didn't have is going to make you a parent. Mm-hmm. So like right. like my wife doesn't, like my wife always talks about like, um, like she had to make some stuff, like make accessories for her toys. So my daughter, her baby doll has every accessory. Like, you know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. daughter's not even one. So you already are in that. Like, you know, she had, I had to make clothes to be a princess. Right. My, my, it's a drawer in my house that's full of princess puffy dresses. I'm with it. I'm coming over. You Sorry. know what I'm saying? Coming over. <laughs> tea party. I'm yeah. having a tea party. You know, so there, there, there are right. things. And, 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 and we were talking, I think we were kind of talking about before, like vetting, like, you know, when you, as a man, you're looking for a wife. These are the questions that you never even ask. We think about occupation. We think about is somebody nurturing? You don't think about like yo, how was you really raised? Like, right. did you grow up in a married household? Mm-hmm. Did you grow up seeing I, I, I like? Know you're going, I know you're going. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> did, you, did you grow up seeing your parents fight, or did you see them making up? Did you did was your dad loving on your mom? Like, did you see any of these things in the household? You know, as guys, we don't think about them things. She's pretty. She she went to college. Yeah, she, she got a car. She got an apartment. Yeah. That's about it, right? <laughs> it don't be that much. And it's crazy that you said it because as a female, I really sit here and I think the same exact things like, like what's going on? Like what is, how is he raised? I'm more so interested, nowadays I'm more so interested to see how a guy interacts with his 
and me. Mm. That is the it's number one thing. Because it tells a lot about how he will interact with you, especially how he treats his mother, especially how he treats the other women in his family, and especially how I pay, if you have children, I especially pay attention <laughs> to how you treat them and the relationship you have with their mother. Because let me tell you something about me and my family. It took a very long time to get where the fuck we at. And a bitch is very proud. I am happy to say I can go out with my family. We literally was at, my, my youngest sister and my youngest brother have the same mother. My father has five children and three baby moms. Mm. I love him to death, but that's just what it is. Like, it's not to say he's bad. It's just my dad. It's just, right. it's just his life. It's his path. But my mom was my dad's date at my youngest sister's mother's 50th oh, birthday party, party last night. And we was the fuck lit last night. Mm. And my dad and my mom was having a good time. My sister's mother and her boyfriend were having a great time. Everything was just good, but you know how long it took us to get to that point? Growth. You know, like <laughs> even just thinking about the time where me, my dad and my mom wasn't on good terms, how my mom stepped outside of herself as a woman and said, you know what? My daughters have siblings. And as a woman who comes from a family who has like, that's, that's blended, because my mother was an adopted child, not even legally adopted, but she 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 maxed out in foster care. And, you know, till this day, I still call that woman. That was my grandmother, no doubt. So it's just like she wanted that close knit thing even if it meant that my dad wasn't even an instrument in that relationship. She was calling their mothers and saying, listen, bring your kids over for the summer. Like I had my sister staying with me for the summer because my mom felt that strongly about the sibling bond. And you don't get that, especially today. Mm -hmm. So I cherish that because I feel like it plays a major part in how we were raised and how my mom set an example for me as a woman. Because I don't have any children, but I'd be damned if I deal with somebody that's a slacker. I want somebody that's all about their kids if they got them. You better have a good relationship with their mother or we're going to have a problem. Because I'm going to be talking to her at the table like, what's up? What we doing? <laughs> what do they need for Christmas? What's up with school? All that shit. I ask questions. So for me, it's very important. And I feel like some if someone is a father, they need to take that very, very seriously. But go ahead. Jay, Jay, talk about your co-branding situation. I love it. Because I'm proud of I got the other side to it. Go so, ahead. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Me and my oldest son, mom, we beef for a long time. Like 10 years, probably. Like 10 years, we just couldn't get on the same page. We couldn't communicate. Like it was so bad. We was like communicating through emails. Like we wasn't talking. Like we just had, she ain't, she didn't like me and rightfully so. Leads to shit like that. That's what because I'm saying. Why is it always because all good be, while y'all fucking in the moment somebody get pregnant? Because it's for one. It's, 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 like, it's, a, it's, a double, it's, 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 it's a double thing. So like, I, it took me this long to like realize what it was and I kind of like snowballed them at one point. So in the beginning, I feel as though like she was just upset about like things I did to her in a relationship. Cheating stuff like that, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? Not being honest, gotcha. stuff like that. So like that rolled over into our co-parenting relationship because it's hard to communicate with a person you don't like. Like you dealing with a guy, he cheat, whatever, y'all break up, you'll never talk to him again. Now you gotta talk to me. You have to communicate with me. It's not like, oh, I just blocked him, I'm done with him, whatever. So now you gotta communicate. So we was going through that for a long time. Um, and then like, to be honest, I just, I was so like tunnel vision on what I was trying to do for mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. that it wasn't really like, she was 
carrying a lot of the weight. Like I've never been absent as a dad, but I always had the, and I say this to Lou, like I don't, and it took me a long time to give her credit. Like I always had free reign to do what I wanted. And freeze. Yeah, go ahead. Do you guys feel like dads have a lot more free reign than other yeah, than women? Absolutely, because it's showtime when a woman carry a baby and drop a baby. It's showtime. She gotta be a mom right now. There you a, go. A, 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 a dad could turn it on late five years to it'd be that. Okay. Know? Yeah, so it okay. was it was like I had a lot more free like I was able to if I was gonna get two jobs, I was just gonna get two jobs. Okay. If I was gonna get him twice a week and work two jobs or do whatever, I had free reign to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas though like she took jobs that worked for home, from home, or she took jobs that catered around my son's schedule. So she made money dic- that was dictated around his time. So like it was like a different thing. So then I think for a long time, I was missing that she was holding that against me. And because we were just in different spaces, like just to be honest, like when my son got here, I was I was 19. I was 18 when she was pregnant. So I was just out of school. Like, I was fresh out of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was in 11th grade when he was born. Like, April of, like, 11th grade year. So she had to go through Miss Prime, go through her whole senior year, mm-hmm. her mom. So you got Aries people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> go to, go to college. Right. Go to college and do all of that stuff. Um, and I got, like I said, I still had my freedom to kind of just move around as I wanted to, even though like I was there, it wasn't there in the capacity that she was. Mm. So she would like, I guess, I don't guess I know, it was rubbing her the wrong way that like, oh, you could just come and do this. And like, oh, you you get celebrated in the same way I get celebrated, but you don't really do everything that I do. So I had to make an adjustment. I had to start to become more available. So mm. like now, like even now today, like, I work overnight. I go on to work late, work overnight. So like any time throughout the day, if he got to get out from school early or he need a dentist appointment, doctor's appointment, whatever, I make sure he get there. So in turn, it's like, let, Sorry. Me, <laughs> let me take some of these things off of your plate. And Absolutely. Once, once I started to take those things off of her plate, our relationship opened up. I like that point because I feel like in any relationship, whether it's that just strictly happen. parenting or a regular relationship, you have to be willing, That there's that balance of like, all right, listen, I gotta take something off your plate, you take something off mine, because one of you are gonna be stronger in one area than you, than the other. So you gotta kinda like step up to the plate when, all right, you know what, I'm an organized one, I'm just gonna make all his appointments, but if you got more time than I do, right. and I know that at this time you're off work and you're gonna be able to get there, then yeah. motherfucker, you need to be able to get there. Cause yeah. doctor's appointments, let me keep it a beam. The kind of work I do, I'm at doctor's appointments with mothers all the time. Dad is not there. And that's just right. it. Even if he is home, he is not there. I would never want that for me. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because when you're growing a child, and it's a lot, it's taxing on your mind. It's taxing on your endocrine system. For those who don't know what that is, that's your hormones. And it's taxing on your, just everything. So you need that support. And it's not even, it's, it's taxing on him too, because guess what? He got to deal with that shit if y'all together. Or if y'all not. Because you'll, oh my God, this and this and that. And he's just like, oh, well shit, that's my kid in the room. So let me, let me actually care a little bit. If he gives a fuck. Imagine those that don't. Mm. That's the reason why I'm sitting here today with no kids. Honestly, because yeah. honestly, no real it shit. I've learned. You have to have the per like when you're choosing a parent, you have to know that this person is really like on the same page as you. And it's not no guarantee that they are, but like you actually have the conversations. Don't be afraid to do that. I'm pushing for that because I feel like people just be like, all right, I'm gonna shift the shit. 
if he if she get pregnant or, or if or if he do this, I'm just gonna be like, no, have a conversation. Like, Sorry, y'all. How do you vet that though? Like, cause like to be honest, I'm ask questions and have conversations. So I got married last year, and I've been with my. See, I, we got all these gems for y'all. I don't, Come on, drop the gems. We want it, but this this is uh, again. This is me speaking from a single woman's perspective that saw her parents go through what she went through, and I'm the only sibling alive that can remember every little detail. That's just me. I got a bomb for y'all. He got a bomb in the tuck too. So I'll go, Dre. Like like my wife. I met my wife pregnant. Like my son, my son ain't my biological son. Got you. Okay. So I met her pregnant, and like you talk about like having conversations. Like she was trying. To have these conversations with me, like, yo, a baby coming, it's cool, we kicking it, but like, you gonna be here and all that. And I was just kind of like, yeah, like, I'm not scared, because I wasn't scared. But three years later, it's still like, yo, I got you, you ain't gotta keep, like, I ain't going nowhere. And then I put a ring on her finger. Like, I'm trying to, like, it's the jewelry. I'm trying to take it out of her head. Right. Because the thing is, when you be worried about stuff, it be like limiting, like, how much your output is. Absolutely. You know, so I'm trying to give you peace of mind, like, even to the day, like, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, you go grocery shop, hey, I'm short a little bit, well, I got you. But you know what I mean? Like, like that's, give them that peace of mind. You know what I mean? Because that, that's the best thing yeah. for her, is that when she start worrying, you be stressed as a man. Like, if my, if my wife's stressed, I'm going to be stressed. Because like Jay said, you can't, I can't deal with me, I got to go deal with you. I got to walk around right. and smile for these kids, I'm sad, but I got to come here and play with daughter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what it's like to be dad, for real. Damn. Let us know, Ken. <laughs> yeah. No, real shit. We want to we wanna know. Like, because I love my daddy so much. And I know that even though nobody's dad is perfect, like, I know that he went through shit. Like, it literally took me to, like, literally, I was having a conversation with my sibling. Like, all of us lived in different places. Like, me and my sister was always, like, my mom moved us from North Philadelphia, once again, bitches, and to the <laughs> county. So, <laughs> then I had a sister who was from Harrisburg. Then my youngest siblings are from Wilmington, Delaware. So, imagine your Friday night. My dad was working for... Bell Atlantic. That's Verizon for you motherfuckers that right, don't, know. don't know. That nigga got years in with that. He had years in with that company. So this nigga was picking up overtime crazy. So on a Friday night, he might be picking us up like seven, eight o'clock. By the time he get the meal order, that's me and my mom, like my sister, they got the same mom. Then he, we got to go up the turnpike to go get Asia now. Then we got to come all, I'm sorry, excuse me, all the way back down to the city to go to his crib. And we all, we get to the house like 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, like, damn, daddy, you spent your whole evening picking us, up, picking us up. And we love you. Sorry. Just so we could all be. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and my siblings really had to talk about that. Like, that's real shit. Even if we you could talk, only, even if by the time you broke it down, the time we only spent together was about 24 hours, if less than that. You did all of that just so we could spend the time being with together you. and with you. Mm-hmm. Dre, talk to them about, um, you were saying how the moms got along. Dre in a situation yeah. where the dads get along. Come on now. I love that. Oh, yeah. we ain't never heard of that. We ain't never heard of that. I know what, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm toxic, but I love guys getting together and being able to be with the big just no. to get along, like I'm, 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 I'm here for it. So, right, yeah, yeah that's the fact. So, <laughs> drop bombs on these niggas, market. So my, <laughs> my daughter is that's essentially my stepdaughter, okay. but that's my daughter. I've been in her life since she was two years old. That's my sister. That's my youngest sister. Yes. Right. So, um, you know, like her dad and her mom was beefing. They was in the same thing like I kind of was in. Okay. But, at, you know, in the middle of this, like, I'm still at odds with my oldest son, mom. We still beefing. So, I'm seeing them from the end, being on the inside, I'm seeing them 
you know, bumping heads over stupid stuff, over stuff that you probably shouldn't be bumping heads. Like, I could see, like, what he's trying to do, and I could mm-hmm. see where, like, y'all missing the mark on because I've been there. Like, you could go into a situation with perfectly good intentions and mm-hmm. end up with a bad result. Mm-hmm. So, and so I just put myself in a position to be like, man, I'm going to have a conversation with dude just to see if I could, like, be a bridge or be a liaison. Like, a lot of people take the stance, like, and this is the ego thing. Like, you got a woman, and you don't want another man to be, like, close to that woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you, some dudes relish in the idea that shorty don't get along with her baby dad. Because then it's like, oh, that's no competition. Mm-hmm. A lot of it be, like, insecurity. So mm-hmm. you don't really be wanting the two parties to get along. But, like, at the end of the day, it really, like, affect the kid. So, mm-hmm. like, what they was going through was, like, hindering his ability to be a dad. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like... If somebody's making it difficult on you, like you'll just not come around, like because you don't want to deal with it. Right. So That's like, me. if it, if you say and then so say you like make a promise to do something, you don't follow through on it, you don't have it. Instead of just being like I don't have it, you'll just not show up. Mm-hmm. So like those things were like happening. So it was just like, man, let's have a like let's have a con. We end up it ended up starting because like we had gotten to like a back and forth. He had like they was going back and forth about something. He had like disrespected her. So she called me. Naturally, you call me, I'm going to call him. You know, because we got to check a situation. Like, at the end of the day, so, like, now we yelling back and forth. It's on the phone, so it ain't going nowhere. But, like, I'm kind of getting my point across, like, yo, this my lady. I don't really care if that's your baby mom. You can't disrespect it. Because at the end of the day, it it trumps how you feel. Like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like if that's your woman, another man not going to... I don't care if it's your dad, your brother. I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. If you with me... It's, you can't disrespect it. Like, it just, Thanks. it's not, it's not cool. You know what I'm saying? That's so, real nigga shit. Any real nigga. So we end up having that, and then, like, in the midst of the conversation of yelling, like, I'm a real analytical person. So, like, I start to hear, like, what he's saying. So I'm like, man, y'all really having, like, small issues. So I had to just explain to him, like, yo, I'm not your enemy. I'm not against you. I'm in the house with her every day. I know what she's complaining about. I know what's wrong. Like, I know what her issue is with you. If you do X, Y, and Z, that would be cool. Y'all don't have an issue. And like, and like, it was to a point in time, like they wasn't talking and she'd be like, well, if you want to get your daughter, like you got to talk to Dre. He ain't want to do it. Like, well, I ain't got a kid with Dre. Why I got to talk to Dre? But even me, I was like, man, if that's what it's going to take, like you call my phone, like yo, I have her ready. And when you bring her back, call me, I'll come out and get her. And it's that, and it's that simple because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's, not, it's about, about her. Yes, she want to see her dad. She want to be around her dad. What y'all got going on, it's, it's, it's not irrelevant. it. It's not relevant. So, so what like, she needs. Right. So we end up like, we haven't been on family vacations together. Mm. Like all of us, his other baby moms, his other kids. I like, love that. A bunch of stuff. Like my kids, like it's just. I want to see that, more of that. <laughs> I, no, I just spoke shit. with it. It's so it. random, I but I it. legit just spoke with a mother I that it. I never met. It was she was a friend you of me my sister's mom. Dad for shit like that. And she, shit, yeah, and she was saying literally just that her and the dad. And just go ahead. I bet you everybody flocked the fuck to you. Yeah, her and the dad didn't get along. Her and the other mom and the dad didn't get along. They didn't get along with the dad at all. The dad was just like, oh fuck you, and they basically built a friendship. They are close friends. That. And their daughters are eight years apart. I love it. You would never hear that. I was yeah. looking at her like, yo, how? And I had to ask her her story. 
And she sat there and literally told me the whole thing. I said, I'm Damn. so sick of hearing about these bitter ass stories. Like, Absolutely. I love that you, you told her that you stepped up. Step right. You can't still be in love. Yeah. Yeah. You can't still be in love. Y'all can't still be messing around and like you pop up with somebody else. Yeah. It's it just can't no be about the choice, about yeah. the children. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like yeah, that. Like, and then in the end, like, at the end, just like you was talking about, um, your mom in a situation with your sister. Absolutely. Because I had a conversation with another not too long ago, and I was like, man, regardless of like whether I'm with her mom or not, we still had to have a semblance of a relationship because mm-hmm. our kids are siblings. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, anything happened to her, we don't deal with each other. Our kids are still brother and sister, mm-hmm. so they gotta see each other. So we gotta have some sort of a Report. relationship. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the big things I worry about. Cause like my two baby moms, they don't get along. They don't talk at all. They have no relationships with like, and this is another thing as a man, when stuff be on you. Like, if something happened to me, I don't know if my kids ever talk. See each other. Like, I'm not 100% certain. I can't sit here with 100% certainty and tell you them two girls that put it to the side. That's heavy, King. That's really Like, heavy. I don't know. So, don't so it's like, that. you gotta, I gotta move in a different way Wait. where it's like, Mm. Like, I be even telling, like, you know, like, I be out here seeing stuff happen. Like, I get about the situations fast. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as I see, like, oh, it look funny, I get about the situations fast. Because, like right, God forbid something happened to me, it's over. Because I'm the only thing tying this thing together, mm-hmm. holding this together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's really a, like, that's really a thing. Like, even, like, to this day, like, when my kid, like, my son, my oldest son, would see my mom, my dad, that's all my accord. Mm-hmm. It's not because his mom is taking him over there wow. and something like that. So, like, I'm, I'm the link. Blessed. I'm the link to all of it. And that's, so and that's the pressure. I am blessed. Yeah. Let me just sit here and say, I am so blessed. And I think because I don't know another person. Yes, like my mother had a very short. Even with my father's grandmother, my mother had a. She talked to her about shit she would never say to anyone else in our family. And it's my mother she was talking to. That She knows shit about my family that I don't even know. Because it's my mother and she had the relationship with my great-grandmother. No one will ever understand that, but they had the bond that they had because she took the time to figure out who my great-grandmother was. And my great-grandmother saw what a good woman she was. She realized who her great-grandson was dealing with. Her grand, well, her grandson was dealing with. My sorry, because that's my great-grandmother. She realized who he had in front of him and said, you know what? This is a good woman. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me come over here real quick and see what she's talking about so I can let her know what our family really is about. Mm-hmm. Because you're not one of those chicks in the street that's just like, oh, I want to be problematic and this and this and that. No, you are a woman with a head on your shoulders, man. Right. Let me respect that. Let me honor that. Let me acknowledge that as a woman first. And I don't think a lot of women even get that heads up. Yeah. Like, is that an issue? I feel like we we do oh, face that as an is. issue in the community. Like, yeah. you got people who family members will like sit there like, it's, it's niggas out here to this day, they mama lie for them, you know? Ride or die for them. And that's one of the most, that's that. one of the most pressing ongoing issues when yeah. it comes to just relationship factors, period, when it comes to non-platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. You have these, you know, mother-son relationships or father-daughters or these toxic relationships between parents and children. All these different dynamics are relationships that are, that, that are factors into why we become the adults we that become we are. and why we communicate the way that mm-hmm. we do or the lack of communication or that we do. <laughs> like, that, that's what it, where it all comes from. So that's why that... Change is never inevitable. People just don't know what they don't know. You mm-hmm. have to take the initiative as an adult to say, okay, I may not have learned this or this may not have been an example put in front of me, but if this is what you want, you got to take the initiative to go out there and just go get, get it. Like Marcus said, he never was directly taught 
what to look for. Remember last week when we were talking mm -hmm. about that meme that said, I don't even know if black men from, you know, the time that they're in this world, like, are taught necessarily how to scout for a good woman or what to look for in a mm -hmm. woman yeah. or what to even, like, relish, you know, like, oh, my God, like, that's the one I want. They don't know that because they aren't taught that. And we ask you, you know, is this mean true? Like, is this something that you've experienced? Is this something that you can say that, you know, is true to what you've lived in life? And you were like, yo, honestly, I don't think I never had, like, nobody yeah, say, like, directly, that. like, this, this is, is what you is. look for and this is what you avoid. I mean, it was more so what you saw and what resonated with you is what I took from that personally yeah, speaking. Yeah, what you related I mean, with. No, yeah. it's for you, yeah. you I'm know, sorry. No, no, it's cool. Go ahead. <laughs> Because it's so good. My, it's so good. It's like, so good. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, though, a lot? Like, you had reference, like, moms lying for their sons or doing mm -hmm. certain stuff. It's bitter. It's bitter yeah. energy. Like, From it's bitter, their past experience. Right, because, like, I <clears throat> keep it at being, like, I've experienced it. Damn you, I, Summer Walkers. I, 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 listen, I've experienced, it, I've experienced it with my own mom in certain mm. situations. So, like, when... Talk about it, King. Like, so I've been on... Um, child support for my oldest son since he was six. It wasn't even like I wasn't taking care of him. It just, we was, we, was, we, was, right, we was yeah. beefing, whatever, whatever. But I've always done more. So like I've been on child support and I do outside. Like if she says she needs something extra, whatever, cause I know it ain't, everything don't cover everything. Right. So some come up. How I say it again, <laughs> for the bum niggas in the yeah. Say it again. Yeah, yeah. It don't cover. It don't cover everything. Like my son got Catholic school. And one sixty a week don't count for shit. Yeah, he got Catholic school tuition and all of that stuff. Education. Yeah, you got to. Come on. But I was having a conversation with my mom about it one day. Mm -hmm. Probably just out of frustration, and she just was like, "Man, I don't know why you do that. I don't know why you give her extra outside the child support. Mind you, you a woman." Lawyer. You know who's but, supposed to tell you that? A lawyer. But go ahead. But, right. but you a woman. And I had to realize, like, oh, you feel that way because you didn't have that type of support. Mm. With your kids. So now you, like, passing it off, like, well, she should just be able to figure it out on her own. Not saying to me, like, yo, what you doing is the right thing you actually carrying and how you're supposed to be carrying. And she more so of the stance of, well, why is she getting all that? Oh, my God. Her bitter energy that she had because of how she was getting help in her life, oh my God. she tried to instill that into me. Like, she tried to put that in me, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. And can I say that? And I, and I will say just from mm -hmm. one angle, mm -hmm. because I've dealt with men, I've been in relationships with men who had to do this exact same thing, and I, I being coming from married parents, I also came from married and divorced parents who my father had to end up, got locked up twice and had to pay the child support, and got locked up twice over child support. Mine was once. Let's, 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 be, very, <laughs> let's be very clear. My dad was arrested twice in his well, life and both over me. Wasn't okay? Right. Let's be very clear. But, but I will say, just to add to that, you have those women who just be like, "That's that's all that's all they want." Like, cause I'm the woman who will say that. Like, well, if she chose, keyword, if she chose to take you to child support because she was either under the impression that she was going to get more, or she just didn't have enough knowledge, she was ignorant to the fact that she wasn't going to get more. If that's what she wanted to do. By law, that's all you're required to give. It is. I'm not time. mad. At, hold on. I'm, I'm the woman, that, and this might sound fucked up. Because I'm going to just go ahead and, pre, and prelude with saying it. It might sound fucked up. I'm not mad at you if you don't 
do more than what the law requires if you I am. situation. I am, because I want to tell you something. Because a mother exceeds her fucking salary every fucking day. Let she me tell does. you something about what my mother but did for me, bitch. But if you were that same mother that pressed okay. for that shit? No, 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 no. But, she never but, went for an increase, none of that shit. My mom didn't either, but, but I said if you were the mother that pressed for that shit, oh, I want child support because I don't want to fucking be with you and da 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 Well, you asked to just get this little bit ass percentage of money. But in the reality is in the rea- in the reality is not true because if you ever mm-hmm. read it, if you ever if you ever read a child support order, mm-hmm. that child support number is the base child support. That's yes. that's, that's base. Mm-hmm. Activity, act, off of act, what though? But, but no, off, off of fucking what? Because if you let me see, right. I'm gonna stop you right there. Because cost of living is higher than a motherfucker right now. We talk about two k two racks for rent. On average, and you talk about groceries. Absolutely. I'm a bitch who shop at least three times a week to put food in my household because my produce goes bad very fast. I buy small amounts so I can make everything and eat it, and it won't go bad because I don't like to waste food. So that's for me. These motherfucking plants <laughs> and shit we got out here do not last long. Let me just tell y'all, bitches, go a couple times a week. <laughs> you won't get your shit fresh. Anyway, so for that, you I'm spending an average on mar- in a mark like at least two hundred dollars a week, at least. I gotta feed me and my partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That nigga eat like it's six kids. <laughs> got a roommate like, like that. Like gotta make terrible. a whole chicken, bitch. But that's why for me, whole pot of I'm ignorant. I am <laughs> ignorant, and I am biased. This my perspective that, that I just spoke on is only towards women who intentionally just want to push towards Absolutely. the court factor and I bring agree. the court factor into it. I agree. Those are the only women that I am speaking towards. I agree. I agree a thousand They percent. are the only women that I am speaking towards. But this, this this is my whole thing with the child support. I be trying to break it down. Everybody got issues with child support. I've been, on, I've been on child support so long, it don't affect me. It don't it don't affect the you way I live. It's another thing. Right, right. That's a fact. But the reality of the reality of it is this. It's easier for me because mm-hmm. let's just let's just take it out of my hands. So like say I'm working, whatever, whatever, you gotta come to me and ask, oh he needs sneakers. He needs this, he needs that. I'm gonna get around and get it to you when I get it to you. He might need it today. I might say, oh, I'll get it to you next week. If I'm on child support, it takes that out of my hand. Like, you got the you got the money, you go ahead, you do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. You don't gotta say nothing else to me. To me. Right. And it just it just makes it Simpler because you know how it is. Like you might. But it's the same. It's the same. It's, it's, the same it's the same thing you when you're in a relationship. Me and Lou talk about it. Mm-hmm. I pay all the bills. If you pay all the bills, I pay all the bills. Bang! I'm, I'm budgeting my money like this. Bang! All right, I might have two hundred dollars left over until next time I get paid. Cool. You come with an unexpected expense. We need such and such. Now I'm going through a mental disaster because I didn't plan well, I'm for I'm a resourceful bitch. I don't got so, time for that. So now you have some two pieces. So now me, now you <laughs> listen, but now you having a, a a baby mom, she don't live with me. Uh-huh. He don't live with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's running out at your house. Mm-hmm. So you might call me on a Tuesday. I need such and such. Don't get paid till Friday. And now now when I tell you I don't got it, you got add, you got attitude. Mm. You got an attitude. But see, she can, I, can I be on the side of the man in this point? Because right. I feel like that be as a woman, you got to know. Like, I'm not finna ask you for toothpaste on Tuesday when I know by Wednesday we're going to be run out. Maybe I'm going to say something to you that Wednesday before because, okay, the tea was getting low. We didn't, we ain't got, I ain't got no extra fun. You forward thinking. I am very forward thinking because of that. Because you want to know why? Because I had a mother who had to go through that shit. Right. 
You and I did, but let's be clear. A lot the of baby died. moms and the generation that most of our friends and our friends are dealing with, these ain't them bitches. My mom knew how to go get it too. Sorry. Our mom, that's Anna. Our moms were did, different. But yes, unfortunately, yes. our peers and the women that we are on the same generation with, they don't always have that there. Friends and right. wives and girlfriends and baby moms up them bitches and y'all bitches y'all didn't do that shit okay yeah. and y'all bitches is ignorant because <laughs> again I came from a high school sweetheart married then divorced parent household my parents were the same thing except for they never got married my mother knew my father since she was nine years old and had a crush on that nigga since she was nine my father was 12 years old my my mother was born in 60 of september my father was born in i mean i'm backwards my mother was born in 63 of september my father was born in 60 of august these niggas grew around the corner from each other they went to kinderton elementary school my dad went to central my mom went to grants they are north philadelphia natives okay they grew up around the corner from each other. My dad was on Toronto, my mom was on Sittenham. Come right on, there. North Philly. Right there, it's North Philly for you to the fucking fullest. So it's just like, yo, you we come from the same place. We had the same stock, like, let's really get this shit in order. Like, they grant, like, and even, even when you hear both of them talk, it's just like, yo, nigga, mm -hmm. where is everybody at with this shit? Like, why did it take us so long to get here? I really, truthfully, am wholeheartedly cherishing the, the, the relationship that my parents have right now. It took us a long ass time to get here. And I wish this for everybody. Like I'm ready to cry. Cause it's like, yo, my parents have come a long fucking way, bro. Seriously, like crying, holidays, fights, Money missing, holidays, money game. My mom buying money. gifts for kids that ain't hers. My dad doing the same thing. Yeah. Parents not getting along, but my mother always felt like, listen, these is my kids' siblings. There's nothing I can do about it. Whether I've created them or not, they got to be together because when we leave here, they all they got. Being as though my mother comes from a family like this is, this is not close-knit. My mother was, once again, maxed out foster care. Mm -hmm. I don't know where the fuck I come from. Yeah. That in itself hits me at a deeper level than most motherfuckers. I feel like that's a, that has a lot of reason why I'm not so quick to be like, cause I can, where am I gonna tell my kids they come from? Right. You. Right. You. And that's it. Well, you don't know a whole lot about yourself, what you wanna do? I just watched a 60 minute special on a motherfucker that bought a house that their fucking slave ancestors lived on yeah. and got beat for years and were buried in the fucking backyard. And they had no idea. And he and one of the family members worked with the motherfucker that told him, potentially you are from my fucking ancestors and your ancestors lived on their plantation. And it was the fucking truth. And I will send you the link after this. Cause the shit blew my fucking mind. I watched that shit on Friday after work and that shit blew my fucking mind, yo. It blew my mind. And the only reason why it, it resonated so crazy with me is because my mom comes from the South. We don't know how she came from Norfolk to Philly, but she here. And that's it. She got a twin brother. And my grandmother said, I ain't getting one without the other. So y'all gonna be both twins or y'all gonna get the fuck out my face. Mm. So all my mom got is her twin brother. Sorry, but let's go. Let's go. That's, that's heavy, right? I'm just gonna say that's heavy. That's family heavy. dynamics and siblingship and being a parent and knowing where you come from and knowing what information to pass down. Mm -hmm. All of this shit is essential. Like, just like how she said her parents came. My dad was adopted too. Yeah. My dad just met his biological mom last year. Sorry, y'all. My dad is 55 years old. Yep. 
That's a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and my dad, I think it affects men differently. My dad was adopted since birth. Mm-hmm. Since How do you feel birth. about that? Different. They feel different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a happy medium. He doesn't regret his adoptive parents. He loves his adoptive parents. Like, my dad and his adoptive dad, my grandpa was, who I call my grandpa was like this. His biological father, his mother doesn't even, is not even sure is, if that was him or if it was possibly somebody else. Gotcha. Because of her dealings and being so young at that time. Gotcha. But as a child of his, now mind you, up until recently, up until last year, my brother and I were the only biological family that my, my dad knew. That's how me and my sister Audemars. Besides my mom's twin so brother, we like, are only biological. He, he doesn't have any, of course he don't have any resentment towards us, but of course mm-hmm. when he met his mom, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Sure, or if, yeah, he was he was this person, but kind of given the story, she's not really sure too. So it's, it is what it is, but my, my dad not going to change. Yeah, like that's right. crazy. My dad is who he is. Who raised him is who raised him. Family is really and we really and honestly, I don't give a fuck about. That's real shit. Let's be clear. They don't give a fuck about you neither. That's the crazy. That's and not, my rich dollars was neither. Neither. <laughs> you see me as a neither. So <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is just again. We have conversations here on this platform about real life, real life shit. shit. We not embarrassed. None We're not shit. shamed. First of all, when me and her both found out we both had a parent that were in the system, both of, both of my parents were in the system. The difference between my father, my mother and my father is my father knew his real family and had a chance to meet them and we grew up knowing who they were. My mother, no. So it's just like both of them, I understood where both of their hurts came from. So me as a person looking at what they went through when they were my age and still dealing with shit from childhood, it makes sense. And they just happened it makes to be sense. blessed that they had children that became social workers mm-hmm. to understand the dynamic that And she looks from. at me and she brought the social worker system. We know the adoptive system, the foster care system. Yep. I worked for the Philadelphia foster care system and adoption for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my dad realized that it was just like, yo, see what you can find out about me. Yeah. Right. Right. And when I started looking, niggas start shutting up. <laughs> Because apparently, my last name is not common. So when you see Cromwell, it's just like, who the fuck are you? Apparently, a lot of us are in South Philadelphia. I've never, when I, my first day of work, somebody was like, do you know this person? I'm like, nah. Do you know any Lomaxes in South Philly? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) My dad is this person. My mom is this person. I'm just here. (laughs) But people, like, you just don't know. Like, you don't know what affects the person. So it's just like when you're, like, it's just crazy. Sorry. (laughs) And we apologize that we got sidetracked. But, you know, it kind of all went, you know, hand in hand. When it comes to life, livelihood, that whole trust factor, being a parent, knowing the information that kind of comes to biologically, yeah, or, you know, Socially or whatever, it's it is what it is. So again, we I appreciate you guys' stories and and I want to ask more. Yeah, I want to ask another question to the rest. So um, I have this meme here, and I hate this picture, but I have to show it to you guys because it means a lot to what this conversation is about. To you know, so this is the picture, and I fucking hate it because I feel like no one should ever pose for a picture like this. What is that? I would never have my child standing in between me doing that. As a non-mother. She, look at that. 
as a professional godmother and a So the picture to the audience, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen it. It's a mother and a father. They are both of color. They're black people. They are young. They're probably around our age. They have a daughter that's probably between the ages of six and eight. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say, yeah. all right, I'm going to say five and eight. Five and eight. Um, and their shirts read, the mother says, I hate him with an arrow pointing to the dad. The dad says, I hate her with an arrow pointing to the mom. Mm -hmm. And the daughter's in between holding both of their hands while they're looking at each other looking fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> saying, um, yeah. But they do uh, it for but me. But they do it for me with a fucking smiley face. And what does that mean to you out there? What does that mean to you? Because me personally, I would never put my child in that predicament. I think the picture is disgusting. Yeah. I think it is very very vile. I think that it does nothing for the co-parenting culture that we have these days because people can't get the that's fuck along as it is. And co-parenting is a thing that we need to fucking get together. That's why we have these gentlemen here today because we want to know what can we add to the conversation for, yes. from a man's perspective. Yes. Because women have a lot of say so too. And we do hear from a lot of men, but we want to know specifically from men who are involved in their children's lives what they feel like would be beneficial to the relationship and what they feel like will make it be more positive. Because this photo shoot ain't it. Whatever you thought you were doing for your daughter, you fucking fucked it up. Thank you. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't say you hate each other, but we're gonna sit here and hold hands and take a picture. My thing is, my whole thing is like, how do you think that's helping? Like the emotion that y'all go through, whatever didn't work or did work, like why she got to feel that? Mm -hmm. And why right. she got to be aware of that at such a young age? Mm -hmm. It just does nothing for her as a kid. Like, like my thing is, like we always talk about on our show, letting our kids be kids for as long as possible. I love that. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why do, why does she got to know? Oh yeah, my mom and dad hate each other. Now that, now that comes up in class. That. Now that come up in school. And she start doing a project. You know, let's do a family tree. Well, daddy not gonna want to talk to mommy. Like, you know what I mean? Like we talking. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It's sad though. Yeah, you're right yeah. though, Lou. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. Like Lou was saying, like it's just certain things you just don't need to expose your kids to. Mm -hmm. like, whatever we go through is what we go through. Whatever disagreements we got through, you got to have a unified front because, like, that's another thing. Just to double back to the conversation, the conversation we was having about like the dynamic between like me and my stepdaughter's dad. Because like, if you see that growing up then you start to normalize it. Like, oh, mm -hmm. that's normal. What happens is you you think of baby mom, baby dad, you see beef. That's what mm -hmm. you think of because that's what everybody mm -hmm. programmed you to mm -hmm. think. Like, oh, Me. if I got a baby mom, I got a beef with her. You can mind last night. Yeah. <laughs> lit. Lit as shit. Sorry, y'all. My parents lit. I don't know about like, y'all. I got a baby dad, I got I to beef with him because that's what people are promoting. So when you're doing stuff like that, you're making it normal to be like, mommy hate daddy then that becomes a normal thing so it's like that if i grow up and i have a kid like i'm probably supposed to hate them but we gonna get along even though i hate them no you probably shouldn't hate them you probably should find a way to make it work where you don't pass down trauma and we talk about that too all the time on our show like people pass down trauma all the time all, all the, the time. time it's so sickening thank you for talking about we appreciate that can you please continue to have more conversation especially when it comes to men because it's just like god damn like really what do we have i feel like sometimes they be to the point where it's like men like what do y'all really got to look forward to because y'all got so much pressure like when Lou was saying in the beginning like I gotta make a decision about where my kids gonna go to school I think about that as a woman so I can only imagine what a man thinking about I ain't even got no kids but it's just like when you buy a house they automatically ask you oh school districts oh transportation oh oh this property value and this and that and it's just like bitch my uterus is chilling oh god so I'm just <laughs> so, so, it's crazy. Yeah, it is, it is. So I'll just be like, yo, like what's what's really good? Like I 
can only imagine how that is for a man. So I really, honestly, for me personally, I don't know if I see, I don't want to seem like I'm like, oh, a yes woman or like a pick me. But like when it comes to men, I really take into account what they have to go through. And I try to be as open as possible when I have discussions with them. I'm not perfect, but I ask questions and I ask them to be honest with me because it's just like, if you're not honest with me, I can't know where you are mentally. Right. Right. And we are two humans trying to figure this shit yeah. out. I value your thought process. I, th I value your experience. And I value your opinion. Can you let me know? Because mm. if you don't tell me anything, I don't got shit to go off of. I'm just going to assume from a bitch's point of view. And that's just it. You can't get mad after that. Because if I ask you, I motherfucking asked you. And that's just it. Your window has closed, bitch. It's 12 o'clock and the window has closed. <laughs> The door is closed. Door's closing. <laughs> <laughs> and my elbow. And it's only right to do it because he was standing to my right. Door's closing. <laughs> but real shit, like, I'm so glad to have y'all. Like, I'm so elated right now. I'm, like, jumping in my chair. Like, I just. What else so can we add to this conversation? Today. We appreciate y'all. Um, I'm excited. Well, you, you, oh, let's just go ahead and end it up. Out very casually. No, um, wait, wait, wait. The post, the last post postpartum. Yeah. I gotta get to that. Please read off that before we get. Can I read you something? Because I need to have your in. Because and I'm gonna start off by saying, audience, we respect any woman who has ever, even if you did not carry to full term, right. conceived a child. Now, mind you, we it is a blessing, audience. We have read off this dynamic before, but we we debated it just upon women. And we told y'all we wanted to wait until we had men on the show to get their to point of view. Because we discussed just a very short time ago. So okay. we will proceed with this again now, now that we have you guys, especially as fathers and that good representation that we we want and need. Because me personally, I'm just going to have a moment of transparency. This is one of my biggest fears and why I have never had a child. So I'm just going to say that. Because I watched my mom go from being 118 pounds before she had... My mom's still taller than me. I'm a grown-ass woman. She's 5'8". I'm 5'6". Just to say that. So when she had my sister, she was a little bit heavier. Shit got real. Um, yeah. So, no, really having a baby changes your body, changes your body. My mom was a singer. She made her from second soprano to alto. My mom said that. Exactly. It, it's a lot. So, I want to hear men's perspective on postpartum depression. I do not know if you are present for your partner's entire pregnancy. I don't know if you went to every single doctor's appointment. That is a requirement of mine. If I ever have anyone's kid, you will die if you do not come. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, Unless it's COVID. No. Fuck COVID. That's why I ain't having it. You ain't gonna kill me. You still gonna, I'm gonna kill you for COVID. They didn't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> now they didn't let me in. No, they didn't. Yeah, I know they don't. No, you were, you were expected to have a baby on your own. And honestly, because I work with women who are pregnant, up until the time, up until their child is three years old, that is my profession. I felt for those women, and I had conversations with them. It was nothing like before the pandemic. So watching the ultrasound over Facetime is some the goofiest shit ever. Oh wow! Wow! That's crazy. Watching watching the ultrasound. I wouldn't want that. I'd have been mad as shit in there pulling down in the car in the parking lot. And she at least she was in the parking lot. You wasn't at home, but it's still far, though. You want to see your baby? You got to think about it. She, you know, she carried Manny. She carried Manny by her herself, you know, in that situation. And I met her towards the end of that pregnancy. I was there for his birth, but with Osa, like that whole pregnancy, I was excited as a father to be like, I'm gonna go to your doctor's appointments, and then be in the middle of COVID. It's like, oh yeah, we're not letting no nobody besides the patient. Even I had a hard time even getting upstairs for my daughter's birth. Look my face. 
No, I'm saying that's it. The, the line of, let me explain to you. I'm not going to get into detail, but the line of work I work in, I work with mothers from the time that they're pregnant to the child, to the time that the child is three years old. I get you prepared for preschool. So my thing is like, even with childbirth, I've had women call me in the middle of the night. Like, listen, I had a client. My baby dad a truck driver, bitch, and they not listen to what I got to say. I'm about to fuck all these nurses up. If you don't come up here, I'm going to beat all these bitches up. I'm like, whoa. All my bitches is in the field, so we like we bounce off of each other. Like, you got this resource, I got this resource. But like I really felt where she was coming from because we were the same age and this wasn't her first child, but it was just like her baby dad not there completely because he can't help it. He literally has to be in the trucks driving for hours. He can't just get out and say, all right, I'm going to come home. So she was like, damn, this is our first kid together. I'm panicking. She's like, I got two other kids, but like, oh, my God, like he's not here. They're not listening to me. She just didn't feel respected as an individual. So for me personally, it's just like, damn, what does a dad feel when a woman goes through childbirth? Like, honestly, and I want to read this from the bottom of my heart because, like I said, I'm a preface this, I don't know how it feels to be. I've never conceived a day of my life. I'm going to be honest. I'm not lying to y'all. I have never been pregnant in my life. So from the time that you conceive, I want you women to know, your body takes a whole year to heal. Even if you do not go to term, take your shit seriously, woman. Thank you. To the end. And I'm going to just say real fast before that, that's why I'm fucking scared of that shit. I'm literally, I'm scared of pregnancy. Me too. I'm literally, I'm raised out different sides of you who didn't know you I'm had. I'm in a physical pregnancy, like literally. All that shit that y'all say, some of y'all say, oh, it's not nothing. Some of y'all say, oh, it's fucking hell. I'm scared of that shit. <laughs> you don't have no control over what's going to happen. Oh, what's, exactly. You don't. That shit is scary, bitch. So the way I'm um, the way Terrence Banks describes it, I'm going to read this whole paragraph and God forget, God, please keep me. We are a couple minutes over time, but we'll be fine. So... To be honest, it's like watching the person that gave your child life drown and you can't do anything to help. You really take it personal, like you aren't doing enough to help as a man but make her feel as beautiful or as wanted as she should. But what I've learned is there, there is that there's a lot of reassurance, reassurance that is a very necessary. We have to be their main line of support. She's gonna be tired, she's gonna be irritable, she's gonna be frustrated, but you have to constantly be the one there for her to vent cry and sometimes scream at even when you don't deserve it you ever seen the process of breastfeeding i'm gonna mm -hmm. just leave that. i'm gonna let y'all marinate on that um she gave your child life so the last the least thing that you can do is be everything that she needs you to be as she finds her way back to happiness within herself as a woman that means limiting limiting her stress Saying sorry even when you don't do anything wrong, rubbing her feet, rubbing her back, holding her, even when she says she does not want to be held. And a huge part of that is letting her know that from the appearance of her body, she's not attract she's not unattractive. Making her feel like she's more than what she feels like she sees in the mirror, just to give you our perspective. From those stretch marks and extra weight came a beautiful blessing, and you should be grateful she sacrificed her body to nurture that. That's just my two cents though. And that's how Terrence Banks left us on that note. And I respect the man for even putting this paragraph on social media for people to say. I want both of y'all. If y'all have, no, let me just stop y'all. I don't care what your experience is. Men need to hear how y'all feel and what y'all saw and what y'all went through and what you can say now on the other side of the game. Because honestly, 
Postpartum depression is nothing to laugh at, it's nothing to joke with, and it is fucking serious. Mm -hmm. Because after two weeks, baby blues is two weeks, but anything beyond two weeks is fucking PPD. I'm gonna put you, that's my professional, factual statement. So go ahead. All right, so like growing up, I never heard of postpartum depression. Okay. Right? And, and even like having conversations with older guys now, they don't even like, like we talked to one of my old heads, he like 56 years old, he think it's like fake, he don't think it's real, he think it's like an excuse or a crutch. Mm. But I had to learn, I was learning on the fly, you know, I met my wife, she was pregnant, baby came really soon after I met her, um, and I didn't handle it right. Like I argued right. with her, I wasn't there, like in terms of like, like I was there, because my whole thing was I seen enough single moms that like I was going to be an outstanding dad, I was going to be born than a dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be more than a dad. We love it though. You know, so I was doing, I was doing, oh, I, I was doing everything, and she was like unhappy and all these things, and I'm like, then you got me though. You know what I mean? Like I'm holding it down, like we in this. You know, that's like my energy, right? And it was like that's not what was going on. She mm -hmm. was, she had postpartum depression, mm -hmm. and like one of the things that kind of tipped it off for me was like every time I would go to her apartment, I would walk through the door. I'm not even didn't take my shoes off yet. She'd be like, huh? She'd be handing me the baby every time. Every t like every single time, like you, oh thank God you came, and it's like she had like this anxiety about having a baby, holding a baby. And I'm like that ain't normal. Like what is that? I'm gonna stop you right there. Mm -hmm. People tell you that your kid can be spoiled. No such thing. Children need skin to skin contact. They need bonding. And she also felt like he need he or she needed that male skin to skin contact mm -hmm. because I tell fathers just as important as it is for mothers oh, when they are breastfeeding to have that skin is important for the father. They know your voice. They can smell you, and they can look at you and see that, that their vision isn't good, but they know who you are by your voice and your smell. So that was important. So that's it, why she was doing that. But go ahead. But it was like it was so much more than that. Like, mm -hmm. and that's Very. How, and this is how I built this connection with this biological kid. That Come was on now, right. teach us something. At, at some point or another, she was disconnected from the baby. Boy was wherever boy was at, and it was me, me and my son. And right. that's how we strengthened that relationship. But like, I handled it poorly because I couldn't. Like, yo, I, I got us. I'm, I'm here. Like, how you feeling like this? Like, what you need? Like, and I'm like, I'm not like trying to make you my enemy. I'm just dumb, didn't understand. So second time around with the with, with my daughter, it's like, all right, I, I'm aware that you you can slip into this, and uh, we handled it much better. I think she had like, like she breastfed the second time more on consistent. Like my daughter still breastfed to the day. How old is she? She about to be one on Wednesday. Oh. So, my God! So, 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 she a trooper. Yeah. Let me just say that. Your wife, she, 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 shout out the wifey. Shout out the wifey because she breastfeed like a mug. Go ahead, wifey. She's a, she's a beast. She is. Turned just hearing you. My area is a sore. Oh, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It hurts though. But real shit. It don't tell you that it hurts, but it hurts. But go ahead. It hurts. Know that she's biting. Go ahead. She, she got teeth, so I know. Yeah, she's working a pizza but, but you know, like, one day... This was a pork ribs by one. I was a little bit more educated the second time around. I was a little bit more mm -hmm. understanding to be like, mm -hmm. like, oh, let me take this off of you. Like, it was a point in time, she was like, I feel like I'm... Like, and she, you, you're going to get small tips as a guy. She's like, yeah, I feel like I'm working a 24-hour shift. I asked her what that meant one time, and then I just started taking things from her. She was like, she was like, she was like, I feel like I work. I come home, they work, and then I'm, you know, sleeping with the baby, breastfeeding throughout the night. She said, I feel like I work 24 hours. That's real shit. Right. And then I started to be like, well, she won't sleep with me. We're going to have to cut baby off of drinking during the night. But she, she'll sleep 
I'll get up with her. I'll sleep. You know what I mean? I'll take the baby for the night shift for you. So now we on the same playing field. But I had to learn these things. It don't make sense. As a guy, you don't know what you're watching. You have no idea. Bro, you have no idea what you're watching. And it could be so extreme. And I think it's extreme to hear, like, oh, yeah, this mom, like, you know, killed the baby. She killed the baby. Them things like real, real thoughts. Like, they real thoughts. And, like, one thing that I remember when my wife did with, she came home with my daughter. She was like, damn, I've really got two kids. This is what I'm talking about. These little, small, little... Like, that meant the world of her for even to say. She's like, damn, I really got two kids. Right. My cousin yeah. just posted that status two days ago. Somebody came up to her, and she's a school teacher. And she just had, her baby is well, I think, I want to say my little cousin is over six months at this point. And she said, damn. Somebody came up to me and said, hey, mommy. And so she said, oh, shit. I looked at myself in the mirror like, damn, I am a mama too. You right. I respect your perspective because not a lot of men take that into account. They don't, they don't. either they don't care don't. or they just don't know. The don't. sacrifice physically and mentally it, is real. It's beyond what your sperm and your penis can do. And Our like bodies and grow a human. Why we're a woman? We're a womanly reason why. Because we know that the average man doesn't think like that. I'm not about to just be sitting around putting myself in a fucking predicament to do this not knowing how the fuck the man gonna feel about it. Yeah. I need to know that he's confident in the fact that he wants to be a good dad. But it's even more than that. It's like, it's not like her having postpartum depression has nothing to do with what you're doing or not. Fuck no. Oh, no, yeah. That's a thousand percent true. And the sad thing is, that's what I thought. Like, I grew up around enough single moms that I thought, like, my participation was like, you was never going into that because I'm here. No. I mean, I'm thinking that's for women who ain't got somebody here. And I'm here with you every day, and you still ended up like that. Oh yeah, that's like beyond me. And to be honest, I think God made it like that for a reason. Whether you believe Him or not, yeah. I feel like God made it like that for a reason because He wanted men to understand that this shit is not a game. Just because you plant the seed, don't mean you gotta nurture it. Don't mean you. farmers have to go back and water their plants so that they have yield a harvest. Okay. So if you're not watering those plants and you're not putting in the time and the effort, your plants will not have be super in, super fruitful. Be intentional yeah. about what you are doing. Yeah. I want to just put them. I I think this is important what you're saying. Like yeah. I really am looking into this in a deeper level because I don't feel like men not even saying that. Like you guys really y'all not gonna know what it is to be a woman, and that's just like anatomically and biologically and just from a regular perspective, just like what it is. Y'all don't have to go through what we go through, but the more we have conversations and the more we're sitting here and having these like round tables, I feel like put yourself in our shoes and we put yourself in your shoes like he doesn't know what to do so maybe like talk to him more about like how you're feeling maybe let him let don't be afraid to say like babe like i can't do it today like like i literally am going crazy can you please like how you said all right I'm going to take the baby for you for a couple yeah, hours. But this, a lot of dads don't do that, though. But before that, though, like, I don't want to be like I'm different than any other man. You're like, not. Like, 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 it's honest, a learning experience. Yeah, like, like she had to teach me about how, how serious childbirth was or, like, the woman body and, like, how she felt about birth control. These days, she, I credit my wife for educating me on because I didn't value none of this stuff. We don't want no kids. You better pop that pill. You don't, we don't want no kids. Yes, you better, I did. You, you, it's it's on you. It's on you. It's not on me. You know what I mean? So, so my my whole my whole my whole, my whole thing is like initially I wasn't really receptive or like 
initially I didn't get it. I wouldn't even say that I wasn't receptive. I just didn't get it. Yeah. Like, man, why are you feeling like this? Like, come because on, people, women, women give birth every day, B. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really get it until you see it. get it until you there, yeah, and it's like, my dad fanny when my sister was born. I get it. When you talk about the postpartum, like you actually have to see it. Like, Lou, how was you when? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Like it made him, you grow up. But listen, but him being 20, 29 and her going through these things, he still don't recognize it. My my youngest son, my oldest son, when he was born, I was nineteen. So you really didn't recognize and it. And I didn't. Re but this is this is what I'm saying. No matter how old difference. you are, you still don't recognize it until you see it. Like I didn't notice it until. When it, when it first happened with my oldest son, transparent story. I'm asleep one day. We over there. I'm over there. I'm asleep. I hear him crying, but like I'm really like a heavy sleeper. So you got to be like crying for a long time for like me to like wake up. So like normally like I hear him crying, but he had stopped crying. So then like I'd be I'd be asleep. So it was just one night he crying. I'm like yo, he got to be crying for like 45 minutes. Like <laughs> real rap. Like how she didn't get up yet. Cause she slept light, so like I'm like, dang, she didn't get up. I get up, I roll over. He's sitting on the bed next to me. She's sitting on the bed next to me, Indian style. Baby on her lap. He crying. She like, she. I'm like, yo, what's what's up? Like, why are you just letting him cry? Why, why are you sitting there? Like, what are you doing? And she like, I can't get him to stop crying, but she crying. So they both just sitting there oh crying. God. And me being 19, I'm like, man, what, you trick, what are you doing? Give me the baby. Like, what's up with you? Not even understanding what she was dealing with, what she was going through. Mm. Like at the time, like at the time, she's 17. I'm 19. She don't mm. know what's what's what. She don't. And, and it's not even her age. It's just like and the first time kid, Right, exactly. You don't even right. I'm not saying know. It's, it's oh both, my it's both right. things. It's not her right. age no. and not being a parent. Okay. Yeah. It, it was uh like when I was over there with, with my wife and shit, like I would get the baby when I walk through the door at six o'clock and I leave at like two in the morning. I had the baby the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's like you don't realize the whole visit I had the baby. Like you, 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 his mom. That's how I saw. Like, are you detached? Are you detached from the baby? Like, what's up? That's how I started to put it together. Like, nah, man, it just yeah. be that. Like, honestly, they be so burnt out from carrying that baby from damn near a year. Right. Like, honestly, like I get it. I don't get it to a it's thousand a percent because I've never carried a yeah. child. But from the time that you conceive, I want women to understand this because I have this conversation with women a lot of times and they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, are you having kids? Like, I have clients who have known me since like years and they're like, you still don't have kids? We're like, we're scared. What's going on here? <laughs> right. I Same. look at what's going on and it just like, it's just like, there's no guarantee. You, I just need to know I have the best support possible. And I'm just like, I'm scared. And I'm just like, yo. Make your partner understand they need to be accountable for like, just like making sure that you're okay. Like at least, at the very least, like don't be like leaving everything on you. It's not fair. Absolutely. It's not fair because you already got a character, baby. Pregnancy is not nine months. Let me tell you bitches, it's, 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 30, more, it's 30 days plus that. It's 10 months for real, for real. I'm gonna say that. When you're in the hospital, you don't have the best nurses that teach you how to breastfeed. Ask questions, as many questions as you can. Make sure the father of your child is asking questions also and that he's there with you so he can see what they're teaching you, so he can see how he can be an asset to you. 
I don't think that every woman is introduced to motherhood the same way. But what I can say is that the more questions you, that you ask, the better off you will be. And I feel like the more in tune you are with your child's father, the better off you will be. Because if y'all don't know something, y'all can have a conversation like, yo, we don't know about this. Can we ask the nurse or can we ask the doctor right, together? Right. Like, I'm not embarrassed to do that. Like, even just by myself. So, like, I'm just, like, I always tell my clients, like, go. Whatever it is, let me know. I'm about to ask these niggas. Period. I ask questions on top of questions because my parent, my, 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 the, I'm sorry. The population I work with are people who do not come from the country who do not know what their rights are. So I need to advocate for them as far as how the medical system goes and what is available to them based on where they are. I have to meet them where they at wholeheartedly. So I take that to a thousand percent. But go ahead. I'm going to just throw two cents on there. It's like, like as men and as fathers, like you, the things you don't think you're accountable for, like they, they, that's still your job to do. It is. Like right, you, right, we, right. we grow up as guys, like oh the mama do it. Like that's 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 the wrong way to even look at being. Mm -hmm. You on the wrong foot already trying to be a dad if you think, like oh yeah she gonna change him or she gonna like you need to know how to do. I said it all the time on my podcast. Be interchangeable with mom. Mm -hmm. Like I be right. competing with mom. Okay, I can go to be, go to sleep faster than you. Like I be right. competing. She loves me. Period. <laughs> Period. Well, oh my God. I done broke my stick. I'm going on Amazon tonight, bitches. Period. Moms <laughs> compete with dad. Dad compete with moms. And I'm just so glad that we had y'all. Yes. And we were actually able to get into that episode that, that deep as we did. We didn't even get all into yes, all of All right. To can we end this episode off on one thing, though? Because I did want to get to that. Okay. So, as a back father, right? I would love to see more black fathers do, do what? this. So y'all give me one thing. What as a know. father, what is the, like some, even if it's not just one, it could be two or three things, but just think about it. Like, what can you, what do you feel like will benefit these kids more in these, in, in this day and age? Because we can only ask y'all because y'all dads right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And times have changed, especially because you are a father of a child that's 13 years old. Yeah, that's a fact. All right, so I'm real big on time. So like, your time spent with your kids could be more than you sitting there playing 2K and they watching Coco Melon on the tablet. There you go, because Coco Melon is right. fucking yeah. so, so programming. Like, like everything <laughs> everything about the time. We went to Readers today, we grabbed ice cream. Daddy took us to the park. I remember him. You remember the things as a kid. Daddy teaching us how to ride a bike. He Daddy, right. Daddy went on school trips. Daddy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, you're creating memories with your time. Your time is almost just as equal as important as the money you have. Right. So don't get stuck on, I got to go to work all the time. You're not creating no memories. All that money... They don't see that you pay Pico. Absolutely. They don't see that you pay rent. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you are creating memories with your time. So don't spend your time only in front of a television or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, like I try to do stuff with the kids all the time, even if it's going for a walk. Like, daddy used to walk with us. Like, you know what I mean? you just creating memories. I love it, little, because honestly, as a daddy's girl, my favorite memory of my father is story time. I love, and to this day, I'm the best. You can, you invite me over to tell your kids a bedtime story, I bet you they go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> my dad was the elite nigga. I brought him to school for show and tell, but go ahead. That's my man right there. Uh, probably just being more understanding and more relatable to your kids. Oh, um, absolutely. So I like, like yeah, just being open to like, cause they come from a different generation. So right. you gotta like meet them where they at. So like, like I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, like just like looking at how things are open. Now. Like now, like if your kid was like gay, your kid probably could come to you and talk to you. Mm -hmm. But you know, in our community, a lot of that stuff is shunned. Like, it was no way, like, I could ever go to my dad and be like, yo, I'm gay. Oh, you should have been here for the like, episode before you. Like, that wouldn't even, that wouldn't even, like, that wouldn't even be a conversation to mm -hmm. be had. So, like, 
more so like just being open to other things. You know, like in our community, we got like a one track mind. You think it's like this or you instilling these things in your kid that you learned that you felt like, no, just be open with your kids. Like don't pigeonhole them, don't corner them or make them have to be a certain way. Like people see like kids be young and like they talk a certain way or they into a certain thing. Like, oh, they ain't really like us. Like y'all ain't regular black kids or something. Like, you know how it is. Like, it's a thing yeah. where, like, I want you to be a certain way or I want you to dress a certain way or I want you to look a certain way. Like, let your kids be them. Absolutely. Like, be open to them being their own person. Mm-hmm. And love them for who they are because as a parent, it matters with you if you're there. That's a fact. Right. I really love matters. these dads. Period. Round of